Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 888. How Weight Loss Really Works, part one, by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your very own personal narrator. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of Optimal Health Daily. This is one of five podcasts where we read to you from blogs for free so that you don't have to read them yourself, except on Fridays. That's where I usually answer your questions. Now, don't forget to check out our other shows. Just search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this. Now, all this month, I've been doing a little bit of holiday trivia every day, but the exception has been Wednesday because that's when I like to give you a little bit of inspiration. So I'm gonna forego holiday trivia just for today and give you an inspirational quote. Here we go. People are always blaming their circumstances for what they are. I don't believe in circumstances. The people who get on in this world are the people who get up and look for the circumstances they want, and if they can't find them, make them. George Bernard Shaw. And now that we're in the right frame of mind, let's get to today's post and start optimizing your life. How Weight Loss Really Works, Part 1, by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. For many of us, weight loss is perhaps one of the most mysterious, frustrating processes that we experience or don't experience. It can be incredibly confusing. There's a lot of conflicting information out there. And on top of that, our natural drive as humans is to conserve fat, not to burn it. But in our 21st century, first world wonderland of abundance and variety, our wiring works against us and most of us get stuck at a higher weight than is really good for us. What really happens when you lose weight, and how can you ensure that you're doing it in a healthy, sustainable way? Let's start with metabolism. The science. Metabolism is simply the amount of energy that your body expends to maintain itself. Metabolism runs on calories in, like what you eat, and calories out, what you burn through activity. The first two major factors that influence your metabolism are One, your weight. This is the most powerful base predictor of your metabolism. We often think of metabolism as a magical, calorie-burning process for weight loss because that's the context in which we hear about it most often. But let's reframe your thinking. Your metabolism, rather than being a vehicle for weight loss, is a mechanism of weight maintenance. Your metabolism is the energy that your body expends to maintain itself, weight included. The more you relatively weigh, the faster your metabolism will be because you literally have more body to maintain. The 150-pound version of you has a faster metabolism than the 130-pound version of you, for example. 
This means that your metabolism burns calories all day long, even through the night as you sleep. Your body requires energy just to keep your heart beating and your lungs pumping and your brain humming. More than a thousand calories of energy every day, in fact. Obviously, this is far more than you burn through exercise. Two, your level of daily activity, not including exercise, is the biggest variable that you can control to increase your daily caloric expenditure. This includes activities like climbing stairs, walking around, cleaning your house, putting away groceries, etc. If you compare burning 300 calories on the treadmill to burning 400 to 800 calories by going about your daily business, you can see how much your overall level of activity has an impact on your metabolism. Again, this is far more than we burn through exercise. This is why I encourage my clients to wear step trackers and become aware of their daily level of activity. Not only do we underestimate the caloric impact of keeping physically busy, but we also underestimate how sedentary we actually are. These two factors, your starting weight and your level of daily activity, are the basis on which the next variables are built. The next two factors that you can control are, one, what you eat each day, because this is the calories in part of the equation and is technically easier to manage than calories out. For example, if one donut is 300 calories and a run burns 300 calories, you can see how skipping the donut is far easier than running three miles. But is it really easy? More on that later. It is essential for weight maintenance or weight loss that your daily caloric intake is equal to or less than your daily caloric output. This is why people often say that a six-pack is made in the kitchen. Mastering good nutrition habits returns rich dividends for a long-term, healthy weight, six-pack or not, because any time you are in a caloric deficit, your body will deplete the energy storage in your fat cells to use for fuel. This results in weight loss. And two, how you exercise is the most overt calories out part of the equation, and it's the one that gets the most attention, and for most people, the most significant financial investment. While I don't want you to forget that your daily activity, like walking around, climbing stairs, and putting away groceries, cumulatively burns more calories than exercise, formal exercise, especially through strength training, in the right dosage is also vitally important because of non-caloric benefits like improved hormone balance, happier moods, the promotion of muscle development, increased strength, pain reduction, and a generally better quality of life, just to name a few. Also, a consistent exercise habit may not burn the calories needed to elicit weight loss, but a lot of research shows that the same consistent exercise habit helps with weight maintenance once you've lost weight. To sum up, our metabolic balance, and thus weight loss, is controlled by our weight, which results in our resting metabolic rate, our daily level of activity, how much we eat, and how much and how we exercise. If you only take those four factors into account, weight loss should be simple. That's the hard science. That's the way it should work. Now, enter the human brain and human behavior. Let's talk about why what should work doesn't always work, and for some people, never seems to work. Equilibrium. Technically, weight loss is a calories-in, calories-out endeavor. It should work that way, at least. If you simply reduce your eating by about 300 to 500 calories per day for a month and wear a step tracker to make sure you are getting in about 10,000 steps a day, you should lose weight steadily. However, I'm sure many people reading this have had the opposite experience. Sometimes it seems that the harder you work to lose weight, the harder it is to budge. The more you focus on eating healthfully, the more tempting off-limits foods seem. The more you exercise, the hungrier you get and the more you eat. Then the moment you 
fall off the wagon, you're off for good. This is where I want to return to the idea of metabolism as a vehicle for weight maintenance, not weight loss. Your body is happiest when it is in equilibrium. Your body has a sort of thermostat in your brain that dictates the level of body fat that you should carry. This thermostat is adjustable, but a hardline approach to calorie restriction doesn't necessarily adjust the thermostat. You may eat less and exercise more and initially lose weight, but if you don't adjust the thermostat, your brain will gradually drive you to unconsciously move less and mindlessly eat more because your thermostat is still set at a heavier weight. Eventually, you will return to your original weight or heavier. This is one of the most frustrating experiences that my clients go through. The secret is that it is essential not just to eat less and move more to lose weight, but also take the actions necessary to adjust the thermostat at the same time. But how do we adjust the thermostat? Enter palatability. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled How Weight Loss Really Works by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. The timing of this article is perfect because just yesterday I was talking about weight loss and I kind of mentioned the equation for weight loss calories in versus calories out. It comes to math, basically. But as Rachel so perfectly explained, the equation is not so simple. Our behavior, the human in us, our human behaviors get in the way. We are not just robots that can quickly tune down how much we eat and amp up how much we exercise. We have feelings, we have cravings. Eating and drinking, these are social activities that we enjoy. And so it's not so easy to say, well, just consume fewer calories and exercise more and boom, weight loss. There's so much more to that. And we're gonna talk about some of those other aspects on tomorrow's show. So I'm gonna stop talking for today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a subscriber of the show. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you back here tomorrow where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.